0: Welcome to Galaxy Forum. I'm your host, Melissa Kaplan, and we're here to explore what's happening in the LCC galaxy, in our classrooms and on campus, and connecting the work of our stars with our community. We're talking today about building and strengthening community. From the perspective of someone who's actively creating spaces in which to engage, Mikey Austin, welcome. And the perspective of someone Part of whose job at LCC is to identify activities and organizations to support that are creating these spaces. Dr. Tony Glasgow, so glad you're here. Good morning. Good to be here. Thank you. Before we jump into our discussion, I just want to share a little bit of an intro. One thing I love about both Tony and Mikey is that depending on who you ask, They may know you for any number of your talents and activities and efforts. Tony is a Grand Ledge School Board member, an active church member, a community leader on several boards of directors, and has, I know, a very full-time position at LCC as LCC's Associate Vice President for External Affairs Development and K-12 Operations. Mikey is a hip-hop artist and a musician who has released... Two albums and one EP? Yeah, that's great. Your band leader who curates and shows and festivals, an entrepreneur and a really dynamic community builder, and an LCC alumnus. <laughs> yes, yes. Not to mention the roles of the heart and home that you each fill with your loved ones and family. That's that's huge. Um, and these two know each other. So truly, I feel like we could pick any one of these things that you two are involved in and focus on that and have a really great conversation. But today, we're going to talk about building community. And that kind of, I feel like it encompasses so much of what you're each all about. And somehow that's the reasons that you are each so active in the ways that you are, are your creative forces. But then this instinct and and draw to, to create and build community. So I kinda wanna start the discussion on a little bit of a on maybe the smaller scale, the local scale in terms of developing spaces. So Mikey, I'm really interested in talking in hearing from you about your latest creation. I know it as R Space five one seven. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of exploded recently. For so sure. Tell us a little bit about
1: that. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm happy to share. Um, first off, again, thank you for having us. I'm really excited to dive in with you, Melissa. I mean, you, Tony, as well. Just about our space. Uh, I know it may seem like it's something that just like came out of nowhere or exploded out of nowhere, but really, uh, when we think about community building, And just, like, there's a foundation aspect that goes to that. And thinking about the foundation, a lot of the elements that you see in space 517, we've been doing for years, from 2017, 2018, doing our Black Arts Matter celebration in Rio Town, doing our Rio Town sessions, where we would highlight local artists, and it would all be donation-based, but then we would uh, give away art scholarships for our local um, high schoolers. And then just all the things that I've been involved with around music and art, it's all a combination and everything kind of builds one thing after another. So our space was really a product of the Juneteenth Festival. So we put on the very first Juneteenth Festival in Rio Town in 2021. Coming out of COVID, just kind of knowing people wanted to get out, get active and have something that's high quality, but also accessible. So the first Juneteenth Festival, we were able to uh, have it right in South Washington, shut the street down, line the street up with vendors on both sides, really just where we might have had the expectation to raise a couple thousand dollars and maybe two, 300 people come out. They ended up going far beyond that. Uh, So we were able to see over a thousand people there celebrating black culture, black freedom, black entrepreneurship, black art, and really just that goal of creating spaces that were diverse. And the second year around is like, all right. we have to wait a whole year to kind of feel (laughs) that feeling and see the community come out and celebrate. So I would say July, uh, we started thinking, all right, we need to make this bigger, we need to make this better. July of the first year? Yeah, July, so Juneteenth happened, Mm -hmm. and then in July, we got to work right. And a lot of things happened in between then, but um, really just kind of creating that foundation, like this worked. So how do we continue to curate these events and activate spaces and make it our space? And that was really just the idea. So I started playing with that idea, of our space that summer. But again, that's just the foundation. Things don't happen overnight, even when it seemed like, seems like it might. Um, so that idea kind of came right after the first Juneteenth. And then the second year, it went from that single-day festival to an entire weekend of events, activities, just corridor activation where we did like a comedy jam to kick the weekend off. We did a free ice cream social, highlighting our Black-owned bakeries and giving out ice cream sandwiches where we had all of these different organizations and nonprofits all present and just having a great time celebrating Juneteenth. And then our big day was that festival. And everything that we saw that first year, we were able to see that double that second year. Um, so whether that was fundraising, whether that was attendees, whether that was vendors, uh, seeing the revenue generated for those Black-owned businesses, it's like, all right, we're into something here. So same thing kind of happened that July after Juneteenth. It's like, man, I'm kind of bored. You take like a few days. Doesn't take long. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For you, does it, Mike? Exactly. It's like that. We're kind of bored, and we're already thinking about like, well, what do we do next year? And just realizing we created this space where maybe that space didn't exist, or maybe. And when you think of real town, you think of these specific events and now thinking this has become our space. And it's not just one person space or one organization, but it's a platform for everyone. Um, so that's really where that idea of our space kind of came from. And then just realizing this works. So now let's double down. Let's take it serious. Let's do all of the things that we need to do to make this a real thing. And from there, just that idea of us activating spaces throughout the city with free accessible programming that's all centered in culture and wellness. And that's what we've been doing since. Um, right now. We have an entire summary of events kind of planned out, but we decided to use from January through May to kind of build anticipation. So we've been doing monthly events on the east side corridor, um, and then we'll move back to Rio Town, we'll do downtown, and then we'll do the south side of Lansing. So that's really just kind of the, the background and context of our space 517.
0: That's so exciting, and I remember the first year of Juneteenth, mm-hmm. seeing all these people out, mm-hmm. so much happiness and energy, mm-hmm. and um, Tony, I think that's when you first, can, tell that, me, that tell is. us a little bit about your first connection with
2: Mikey. Melissa, you were responsible for that, Melissa. and I appreciate when employees have ideas, and I'm specifically talking about my role at LCC to support community activities through cash contributions as well as in-kind contributions. We have limited resources to do that work. And so I'm very careful to make sure that whatever LCC sponsors, it aligns with our strategic plan, our strategic goals. And when you introduced me to Mikey... (laughs) I always have to be careful because there are times that I take my vision and what I'm doing at LCC and try to figure out how I can fit the organization's vision into our vision at LCC. And I've learned, and and Mikey was very instrumental, and there are several others, common friends and acquaintances Mm -hmm. that we have. Most of the folks I deal with are younger than me, and that's what keeps me energized Mm -hmm. and helps me to get out of my box, my baby boomer box. I get it. And (laughs) Mikey pitched his idea, and I kept thinking, this is duplication. This is duplication. How can we bring the peers group, Juneteenth?
0: Right. Mm -hmm. That had been going on exactly mm -hmm. this year
2: together? How can we work together? How can we align things so that LCC can sponsor both, but not at the expense of taking those resources away from other organizations? Mm-hmm. We have so many um, groups that approach the college.
0: Absolutely. You have yeah. a, I guess, intricate is, yes. is one word to use for your, <laughs> yeah. your work in this area.
2: And we're the people's college, mm-hmm. right? community. These are taxpayer dollars. We live, we exist in the community. So, of course, we want to be part of that community. The first year, and I was there personally, and we coordinated, and um, Melissa, I believe you Mm -hmm. were there as well. Right.
0: We had a nice uh, couple of uh, LCC tables represented.
2: Absolutely. And so, everything that we needed to get out to the community, we brought to that event. Mm -hmm. And what I learned that year is we can work together without having one event. Oh. There's a different focus. Hmm. And both groups are doing amazing things. When you say we could work together without doing
0: one event, do you mean by doing multiple events? or By
2: having conversations, uh, by connect. looking for overlap, mm-hmm. by connecting, by making sure that If it's something that's not part of the real town Juneteenth Mm -hmm. vision, but it is part of the peers Juneteenth celebration, that we're getting the word out for each other because you have so many different people groups Mm -hmm. that have an affinity for different things. Mm -hmm. And so after that first year, I just walked around and I observed and I finally got it. I have probably heard four or five pitches from Mikey now.
0: (laughs) For a variety of different projects. Exactly.
2: So I get our space now. Mm -hmm. This is my third time Mm. hearing. Mm -hmm. I get it now. Mm -hmm. I understand it. And it's something that the college needs to get behind. Micah, you, you are an amazing young man. And we need individuals. I've been in this community off and on since 1968. And I'm constantly looking for people who just as I stepped up to do the work of Dr. Olivia Letts, mm-hmm. Dr. Eva Evans, mm-hmm. Jack Davis was one of my mentors. Hmm. We need to be doing that. For the current generation, so that Tony Glasgow can work behind the scenes <laughs> to support people like Miles Johnson mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Mikey Austin and Adam Williams and all of those innovative. Those. Who, are,
0: who are Miles Johnson and
2: Oh, Adam Miles is commissioner now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He's at Ingham <laughs> County. Yeah. I should know that. I should know that. Very <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Adam Williams is the CEO of Mission Field. And his whole focus is to work with faith organizations that may not have the resources to do some of the things that Mikey's doing, to write grants, to provide mental health supports Mm -hmm. for their members. And so you've got all of these folks that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s who are doing these cameo, cameo king.
1: That's the homie. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. And so I get energy from these folks And just as we're talking about our space, I feel my role is to provide space Mm -hmm. for these initiatives that are so good for our community that align with the LCC goals. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: What I hear you both talking about, too, I'm
0: thinking about conversations I've had with different people who on the one hand, will say, there's nothing happening in Lansing, right? On the other hand, they'll say, there's so much going (laughs) on.
1: Why don't people recognize what's going on? And I
0: think sometimes to me, and I've been in the community since 70. Mm -hmm. So almost with you there, Tony, Mm -hmm. one of the things is, I wouldn't call it disconnect, but there isn't necessarily connection. Mm -hmm. There's, and I think like, because I always think of galaxy, because this is galaxy form. But I think of, yeah. you know, things like in a constellation or a galaxy, all these separate stars, people haven't figured out what is the overall constellation. But mm-hmm. it sounds like what you're doing is you're kind of connecting, you're creating For sure. constellation.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I would say that's the whole premise of what our space is. Uh, when you think about Tom and MySpace and just that whole popular social media. It's yep. like this was for me. This was my thing. This was where I can display myself and like how many times are there initiatives where it's simply about that organization or it's simply about the mission of that organization where our space it's really a community vision. It's, it's the idea that we're all working together with this goal in mind of what we want Lansing to be. So maybe thinking about Adam and how he connects different organizations to the resources that they need So that they can succeed. Really, our space works as that platform. So maybe we build the platform, but it's important that at our festivals we have the 60. plus Black-owned businesses represented. It's important that we have Impression 5 at our events. It's important that we have all the above hip-hop academies and all these different organizations because that's the true representation of what Lansing is. And when we think about our space, that's what we want to create and collaboration is at the center of that. So as we talk about uh, just the different initiatives that are going on and uh, really making sure that there's space for all of those things, there is space. But it has to be intentionality and the planning and the foundation uh, to collaborate with the different things that are going on. And like you said Tony different things can happen different things can go on but it's still are we communicating are we collaborating are we talking about you know our plans in the planning process so that we can make sure that everyone's being highlighted and that's what we really try to do with our space
2: absolutely it amazes me because when i think about LCC i ha- i have to remember that not everyone can make the connections mm-hmm. And I love the example that you gave the galaxy, the constellations. Mm-hmm. And I was created to make connections. Mm-hmm. So if someone says something to me, okay, our space. Mm-hmm the first thing I want to do is figure out how can I connect the city of Lansing with what Mikey is doing because the city is doing similar things and how can we all work together to make sure that anyone who's working in the space have the resources that they need. It may be physical space at LCC. That's where we're going to kick off Juneteenth for the peers group. Mm -hmm. It may be tapping into a population that we don't tap into at LCC. So we've got HR in real time Hmm. so that we're recruiting Mm -hmm. for faculty and other positions. We had our academic success coaches there as well. Mm -hmm. We had hope and Lansing Promise represent because you're going to have families that are going through mm-hmm. that festival who don't even know about the opportunities that students, not just in the Lansing School District, mm-hmm. but do you live within the boundaries of the city of Lansing, whether it's Lansing Catholic Central, whether it is a charter school, you are eligible for those scholarship mm-hmm. funds. This is not what can we get from people. This is how can LCC make sure that we are providing the community, mm-hmm. not just LCC doing the work, but inviting CAPCAN, the Capital mm-hmm. Area College Access Network, mm-hmm. and Justin Shean mm-hmm. from the Lansing Promise Zone to the space so that if it's a 12 hour day, we've got nursing students there, mm-hmm hosting the tables, and all of the resources that we have that are trying to get messages out, mm-hmm. like reconnect, mm-hmm. an opportunity to retool mm-hmm. and provide your family mm-hmm. with a living wage because you are willing to sacrifice, come back to school for a certificate or an associate's degree, tuition-free.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so an amazing that, program. Yes, yeah, it for is. Sure.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and just real quick, I think um, even what we try to do, like we love having LCC. We love seeing all the different nonprofits and organizations at the festivals, at the events, Uh, because on one hand, it is like the entertainment. So it's that accessible. I know for myself, I wasn't able to go to like Common Ground or these different big, my mom wasn't going to pay $40 for me to go to a festival. But on one hand, you have kids that are riding their bikes from their house in that neighborhood going to see these national and international artists at our Juneteenth Festival. But then also it's that increased access to those resources, to those services that maybe we didn't know about that's right here in our community. So on one hand, you might be coming for one reason, and then you leave with knowledge of all the different programs that OCC offers, that CAPCAN offers. So I think when we're talking about our space, that has to be the center of it. It's bringing all of those things and creating that melting pot uh, so that we can also increase access to services and just knowledge of the different things that exist. And uh, that's, I think, how we become a stronger Lansing, healthier Lansing, is when we're able to increase access to those.
0: Definitely. And I like what you were saying, Mikey, about creating our space in the different corridors, in Mm -hmm. the different areas. I know I'm most familiar with what you've done recently, though. I've got to get over the avenue. I see (laughs) all these pictures that that folks are posting in little videos Mm -hmm. and what a dynamic (laughs) and cool thing that is, that's the Soul Lounge. Tell us a little bit about some of the specifics, (laughs) specific programming.
1: Yeah, so a night at the Soul Lounge, uh, like you said, I'm an artist, I'm a musician. um, So I put on a show, not to get too in the weeds, um, but even thinking about access to going to different shows and festivals when I was younger. I also think about access to different platforms as an artist and a musician. So being one here locally, there are a lot of different organizations as I was coming up that would cap local artists off at say $100. So Mm -hmm. like you know me i've performed at uh the building right here for yep. our black history event and we pulled up with a five-piece band so imagine we're getting asked to perform at these different venues and they're only paying five people. We're going to go home, get some McChickens, and that's it. Like that's that's all So I had that revelation that, man, we can really create our own space in the music side of things, too, and put on our own events. So in 2019, um, we put on our first event a night at the Soul Lounge at the Loft uh, before the Loft closed down or changed. Um, and it was just incredible, the turnout. Um, and everything that we do is kind of like a small version of Juneteenth, where we have the vendors, we have the different artists. It's not like you're going to just see one person perform but it's like you're going to experience or be a part of this thing and the night at the soul lounge in 2019 was kind of like the kickoff of that and it's like okay we're into something here so then when we knew that we had a summer of events that we had planned for this year uh, we said all right if you think about education information versus entertainment you might have a hundred thousand people come to a festival where mm-hmm. you might only have ten thousand come to a conference so we wanted to use the entertainment piece to drive the education and information so Smart. from january through may we had a residency on the east side corridor at the avenue cafe and we were able to bring back a night at the soul lounge as a monthly event Um, and as we talk about all of our events being accessible and high quality we're able to leverage our relationships with our local businesses as sponsors to put on these events that are name your price so they're free they're accessible people can come to the door name their price if they want or they can come in without paying anything we encourage them you know tip the people who are serving you check out the different local vendors that we have in the area um, and just really experience it be a part so we have different different DJs. Um, We have a resident DJ that comes from Detroit every time. Uh, We have our local talent and it's really just a cool experience. Each event has a different theme and it's really cool just to see the community come out, the excitement behind it. But then also just like, as I reminisce, it's like, man, we used to struggle to -hmm. do these events to walk away with really nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even those events where they would bring in headliners or these different big people, like there's so many shows that we've performed and there were 15 people in the crowd and probably five of the members from my bed were of that 15. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know, and, and seriously, what
0: I've seen um, just on, on social yeah. of, of Night at Soul Lounge, uh-huh. it's packed. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, it is, like, it's like kind of wall to wall, but people are finding their yeah, space yeah, to yeah. dance. People and,
1: are dancing, people are having a good time, yeah. and like that really clicked in for me when uh, my mom, she came to the first one, and she came to me, it was already packed, and she was like, do you know there's like 80 people outside? And it was it was like a snowstorm, but people were just waiting like oh. to get in, and from there we do uh, the first 75 tickets online um, and those are all name your price and then the rest are at the door and so we reach capacity um, this last event all 75 went in like the first 24 to 48 hours uh, so it's really cool just to see the excitement and people come out but the reviews that we get that it feels safe that people can come and that they feel seen uh, that people feel like they're the center of the attention mm-hmm. like that's what our space is all about
0: what so. a what a powerful thing yeah. to yeah. to have created and I want to use our last few minutes because I I'm remembering, I don't remember the moment we first met, but it's been a good eight oh, years yeah. maybe. Yeah. And it was through Ann Haichi, who's yeah, yeah, yeah. a oh, history yeah. professor <laughs> um, and kind of a champion. Oh, yeah. and, she's dynamic. Um, <laughs> she's dynamic. And you, you had created that program that was fundraising mm-hmm. for scholarships mm-hmm. for students. So what I want to just touch on, have you both touch on a little bit, this is something you've made a profession out of, Tony, one aspect of it, but community building, mm-hmm. huge. And Mikey, Absolutely. you are in that. It's not the only thing each of you do, but it's huge. What would you recommend for students who have an inclination toward this, who are here at LCC? What might they study? What might they get involved in? hmm mm. Any suggestions, well, Mikey? What was your your program was in business, right? Yeah, so I don't know if that's like. I, actually, I think about the arts as, as like sure. a great place for yeah, yeah, community building.
1: definitely the arts. Um, I would say for me, so my college post secondary has been far from traditional. So I know you said we met eight years ago. Uh, just this could spring, have been longer, it could have right? been longer. I graduated high school in 2014, but I'm now just getting my uh, bachelor's in business administration this spring. So congratulations, appreciate it. So there's yes. been a lot that's happened in between. I would say for me. Um, it took a little while just to kind of figure out what exactly I wanted to do. But I knew community building, community engagement, uh, curation was always kind of at the center of it. For me, I started to see things take off once I got the business side of things down. I think so many times we have ideas and initiatives that we want to do, but they aren't sustainable because we don't understand like the business side of things. So I even think about the real Town sessions that we were doing, the donations and the scholarships that we were doing, and even the Black Arts Matter celebration. All of these were moments because we didn't understand the business side of things. So I think for me, in order to really create sustainable community and community impact and community engagement, I think that that happened when I started to like really understand the business side of things. Um, and I think some of it was school, so I definitely say taking the time to like take those classes and learn like those technical things. But a lot of those things was getting engaged with the different nonprofits in the community, getting engaged with the different organizations in the community, and really just learning from them and learning together. Um, so I would say for me, to really make sustainable community impact was learning, well, you know, we still we still have to eat at the end of the day. We still have to keep the lights light on at the end mm-hmm. of the day. So what structures need to be in place in order for us to continue to make those impacts? I, like I tell everybody now, uh, take six months to get your business in order, to understand the business side of things. And that's not necessarily um, trying to fill your pockets up or anything. Like right now, we don't take any money from anything that we do. We reinvest it back so that we can create these experiences. And we know it'll pay off in the long run. But right now, having that structure in place allows us to be sustainable and continue to do those things and continue to get funding and all those other pieces. So I would say for me, the business side of things, the business administration was a huge piece just for the progress and where we're at now. That makes sense. Mm -hmm.
0: Tony, 30 seconds of advice. (laughs) I would totally agree, totally
2: agree. And I'll just put a plug in real quick because our space is more than Juneteenth, and I hope people will go and look at the financial empowerment, the health Mm -hmm. piece, and the Hispanic heritage piece of what Mikey is doing as well. Mm -hmm. So my background is education. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to go to college because I wanted to be a teacher. I ended up in human resources, Mm -hmm. When I got laid off, mm-hmm. from there I went from city government to state government, worked for a nonprofit, and have bachelor's, master's, and doctorate degrees in education. That was my path. That's not the path that you need to take. However, if you're going to take the traditional or the non traditional path, in my estimation, I totally agree with Mikey, it could be public policy. Mm-hmm. I have colleagues who are doing community building who have law degrees. When you look at Justin Sheehan, Mm -hmm. he has a social work background and a law degree. All of those, but what impacted my life more than anything else is working in my church and seeing my parents for 40 years pioneer a church. That is community building Mm -hmm. because you cannot survive in a nonprofit, a faith-based organization without reaching out, being part of the community, caring about the people. I saw, based on their work, how you connect with your community and how important it is to share the resources. If you've got one loaf of bread and your neighbor has nothing, it's important that whatever resource you have you share with the community and that's how we build a community yes and it's it sounds
0: like there's opportunities with these so organizations many for students to volunteer, to, to yes. just kind of get a taste of, of what it's like to be involved. Well, as I said at the beginning, I knew with the two of you we could have conversations about <laughs> we'll so many different two. things. <laughs> yes. Part two, part 2 <laughs> yes, we'll come back. Yeah. Absolutely, I, I would love that. Thank you both so much Mikey Austin and Tony Glasgow you, for Melissa. joining us today and thank you our listeners for tuning in to connect with me or our guests and to listen to other episodes of this podcast and all the great LCC Connect programming, visit lccconnect.org. Thank you today to our technical producer, Dalian Lowry, and to Yay. Andy Kalitz for composing our theme music. I'm Melissa Kaplan, and this is Galaxy Forum on LCC Connect.